Before we dive on into this Christmas special of Out of Ink, we just want to chat a bit about our sponsors, No Issue. No Issue create really beautiful custom packaging for your brand. It's the perfect thing to wrap your goodies in this Christmas so your customers get an extra special festive package. As well as stickers, stamps, tape, tote bags and more, they are now doing new washi tape made from rice paper, which is compostable. We love No Issue for their eco values and their beautiful packaging and we can't recommend them highly enough. Welcome to the Christmas special of the Out of Ink podcast with myself, Bea Baranowska and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. And we're back! We've had a little break. We've had four months off. Is it four months? Surely it's more than that. Basically, when we left off at the end of series one, we said, we'll be back in September. And it's now the 8th of December. Yeah, life got in the way. I think it's mainly my my fault. I'm going to take I'm going to take the blame. But we are oh, back. Thanks, that's so selfless of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We are back for just a one-off Christmas special before diving back into season 2 in 2022. I will not say a month because we clearly can't keep <laughs> the schedule. <laughs> but this is our Christmas present to you, a special Christmas special, catching you up on what's been happening since we left off and you know, a little a little gift from us to you. <laughs> it is the Out of Ink Christmas party. There's two of us, but not even in the same room. But just for a visual, I do have fairy lights around my neck, so <laughs> I've made an effort, B hasn't. Did you put them around your neck, just so you can make that joke, by the way? <laughs> I, I just put them around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> we are actually having a work Christmas party this Saturday, which I'm quite excited about, because being two self-employed artists... There, there is no Christmas party for us, so this well, Saturday is now. the closest it'll get. Well, there, I know there is. I'm very excited. Molly is making crackers. Round of applause, please. Very impressed about that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you've got to make the effort and also be doing all the cooking, really. I think I'm bringing carrots and that's about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's, bringing, she's bringing special saucy carrots that are a recipe passed down from the lemons and I'm quite excited about it. Yeah, very exciting. <laughs> Should we dive into the anxiety scale? Because it leads in quite well because this week's, or rather the Christmas specials, anxiety scale is elements of a Christmas dinner. It is indeed. I think you should go first, Mol. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the enthusiasm. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. I am ready. It's just the problem is, hmm. so we choose 10 things and 10 is best one is worst. Ten is your best day ever and one is your worst day ever. Well, most anxious <laughs> day ever. And I've got so many things for two and one. Then I have a gap in the middle and then loads of things at the top. I'm a real opposite. I have so many things for ten and, and like, I really scrape the barrel for one. Really? I've got I've got so much there. <laughs> oh, no, I might have to change the menu for Saturday after I this, know. I feel. I know. Well, you messaged me last week with loads of ingredients for a Christmas dinner that you were thinking of making, and I was thinking, well, <laughs> I can't say anything right now because we've got to say it in the podcast, but some of those things I will not be having on my plate. I really hope we don't fall out 
over this. Okay, well, number 10, my best day ever. I'm having the best day, right? Yorkshire mm. puddings. Yeah, I could have guessed that. Oh, yeah. I love a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> I love anything beige. I'm all over it. Well, make sure there are Yorkshires on Saturday. Thank you. Otherwise, I would leave. Um, <laughs> And for one... I really don't know how to narrow this down. There's so much I'd put at number one. I've got three things at number one. Mm. Should I say them all because they're all similar? Yeah, you might as well. Two of which you mentioned last week. Um, <laughs> I've got bread sauce, I've got mint sauce, and I've got onion sauce. No, bread sauce is amazing. I mean, I, I could leave the mint sauce, I'll give you that, but onion sauce... Mm. Well, I hadn't. I've never had onion sauce, but you mentioned it last week, and I figured I don't really like the sauce, so I'm. Right, so you've never had onion sauce, and you've instantly put it in number one. I feel like that's really unfair on the onion sauce. It had the word sauce after it. I wasn't there for it. I mean, at number two, I've got gravy and stuffing, and I think that would offend you as well. (gasps) Stuffing is like a like a nine I just me. like things to be crispy and all the things I've mentioned are soggy and they make other things soggy so hang on rewind you don't have gravy on your Christmas dinner the last few months I've started to put it on my plate but like in the corner mm. and I can manage it a bit but no I normally have a dry dinner oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and what are your thoughts on cranberry sauce yeah that would have gone at number one with all the other sauces. <laughs> I don't want anything wet on my plate other than carrots and special sauce. I like that. This is this is just outrageous, to be I'm honest. Sorry. I knew we wouldn't I'm, agree. I was kind of speechless by this. <laughs> okay, fine, let's move on. I think we should move okay. on before the Christmas party's cancelled. So today, I'm going to be cabbage. <laughs> okay. Um, a cabbage is... Ooh, cabbage is a three, I reckon. I've got cabbage as a five. What? To be fair to you, I don't have a four or a three, so it kind of has to be a, a five. <laughs> yeah, I like cabbage. It's nice, nicely seasoned, but it's not like the best thing on the plate and it's not the worst. I'm so jealous that you're at a five today. I might be at a three, but I didn't have a three. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh. if I look back at the whole year, I might be in a bit of a bad mood today, but... It's not that bad today. Today's no. out of everything. It's not too bad. Like, compared to the advent calendar oh, chaos, I mean, if we were to have recorded the podcast back then, you'd have been under one, probably. Yeah, I might mention the advent calendar saga later, but I think it pushed mm. me to a zero. Cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Yeah, big cliffhanger. Um, What about you? Okay, so, should I start with ten? Yeah. Do you want to guess? Yeah. Um... Well, oh, potatoes. Potatoes are definitely up there. Yeah. I do love a roast potato. But I've actually put as 10 a veggie Wellington, which in my opinion is like the main, you know, the main element of the dinner. Yeah. And it's got to be a homemade Wellington. And I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not bragging or anything, but me and Adam make a really good <laughs> veggie Wellington. And we make it for you on Saturday and it's, Mmm, it's really good. Well, I've never had a veggie Wellington. What do you have as your, your like, roast? We have a nut roast, but I don't really like nut roast to the point <laughs> where I haven't put it on my list. Okay. I, I mean, I don't mind it. It's just, no. it's there, but it's, it's a bit mush. It's not dry enough for me. Oh, no. Wellington is definitely not dry. 
<laughs> I will love anything you make. Honestly, if you cover my plate in bread sauce, onion sauce, and veggie wellington, <laughs> I will eat it all, I promise. Okay. And I will love it. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Just, yeah. Let's move on. Um, I've rated, I've put one, this is a bit controversial. I reckon a lot of people will agree with me, and I also reckon a lot of people will be like, you've got to give them a chance. It is the common sprout. Oh. Hate, hate it. Really? <laughs> I've really tried to like it. So when I was little, I always hated them. Like, that, they mm. wouldn't go anywhere near my plate. And then I realised when I was probably about 20 that mm. I think my mum... Mum, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I think maybe my mum was overcooking them and they were, like, really... <laughs> oh, no. um, what's the word? Just, mushy. you know, mushy. Yeah. Mm. Which obviously brings out the what I would probably call like the toilety flavour of the sprout. Do you oh, know what I mean? No, that's horrible. <laughs> so then let's fast forward a few years. Yeah. I then had some that were not overcooked and they were like fried in some butter. Mm. I enjoyed them to maybe like a four level. Okay. I never would, never, never would rate them higher than a four. Mm. I haven't had them in a few years, but I would probably say that, you know, I could leave them. If they weren't, if they weren't an element of the Christmas dinner, I'd be okay with it. Well, I'm really disappointed. Not only because on my scale they're number seven, but also <laughs> because it's so predictable to have them as a number one. I expected more from you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for being so predictable. But as I said, I reckon so many people agree with me. Because... I'm going to bring sprouts on the weekend. You can bring them, but you have to cook them. I will not be responsible for making mushy sprouts. I'm going to bring carrots and sprouts. Once, I went... I can't remember where I was, but I once had sprouts that were like... in a. They'd been cooked, and then they'd been put in a baking dish, and then they'd been covered in cheese, and they basically mm. just tasted like cheese, and that was nice. I don't really like melted cheese, so mine aren't coming oh, with cheese, I'm oh sorry. My, who are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, today... I've had quite a I've had quite a stressful day today. Mm. Um, my poor little dog Margot is quite poorly, and it yeah. just it's just been a very stressful month, as you know. I'm surprised you're here. Thanks. Well, you know, gotta gotta make an effort for it. I think so. I'm probably I'm probably a three today. Can I guess what three is? Knock yourself out. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm thinking it's a vegetable. I'm thinking it's a parsnip. <sighs> I love parsnips. Oh, they're overrated. No, a nice roasted parsnip, no. honey roasted parsnip, that's an eight. Tell me the most disappointing thing in the world is not when you pick up a potato <laughs> and then realise it's a parsnip. You bite, no. take a bite and then you're like, oh, it's a big fat no, parsnip. we're going to have to agree to disagree on this because I love a parsnip. And also, just think a minute, right, just take a moment, pause and think, when else do you eat parsnips other than Christmas? Yeah, but that's a sign of a food that isn't nice, but it's just tradition. <laughs> no, it's a sign of a food that is so nice that it's saved for the best time of the year. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're so Aww. wrong. Anyway, what's your number three? My number three is not from the savoury part of a Christmas dinner. It's from the sweet part of a Christmas dinner. I hadn't even thought about that. Well, there you go. I did. And I rated number three as a chocolate roulade. What's a roulade? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like a, you know, like the log cakes, chocolate log. A chocolate log. I love a chocolate log. That's the best thing about Christmas. Well, no, the thing is, I feel like 
for your dessert for a Christmas meal, let's be honest, it should be fruit-based. We're talking our traditional Christmas puddings, mince pies, Christmas cake. That is a traditional Christmas pudding. So I feel like I don't dislike a chocolate log, but Mm. it should be for, like, afternoon tea, maybe, if you're still hungry, and maybe should not be the pudding for the roast. I kind of agree that it's more of, like, a Boxing Day thing with a cup of tea. But it's the best pudding at Christmas. Sometimes we do agree on things very occasionally. (laughs) Why are we friends? Not sure, really. We could reevaluate it after this episode. Yeah. So, Molly, we left our listeners on a huge cliffhanger at the end of series one. And that cliffhanger was... How many pancakes is Molly going to eat at my wedding? Now, I've forgotten about that. Do you want to break the bad news to the listeners or shall I? Because I re-listened to episode eight <laughs> and I predicted that you were going to eat eight and a half and you let me down, didn't you? Well, do you know why I let you down? <laughs> why? Because it was your fault I let you down. Really? Why is that? Yeah. Well... I wanted to eat those with pancakes at your wedding, but B was such a diva and was so late to the church. <laughs> the whole day was delayed, and therefore there was a very small window for pancakes. <laughs> so go on. Tell them that's not true. Put them out of their misery and tell them how many pancakes you ate. Let's bear in mind, listeners, that the pancake van, I paid unlimited pancakes just so that someone like Molly could come along and have as many as she liked. How many did she have? The uh, diva is deflecting from the fact that she was 45 minutes late to her own wedding. Okay. How many? And How many? Reason, that is the reason I was only able to consume one pancake. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. <laughs> yes, it was really sad. Mm. It was a great pancake, though. Great. What topping did you have on it? Uh, I think I had lemon and sugar. I also only had one, and I ate it in such a hurry that Molly had to be, had to act as a table for me to <laughs> yeah. cut the pancake on. It was a really beautiful, beautiful wedding, though, despite the disappointing amount of pancakes eaten. <laughs> it was it was very beautiful well, once Bea turned up. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Yeah, it was not my fault. Um, The car that was taking me and my dad to the church was bang on time. Thank you so much. Insert car company that I hired here. Um, But the taxi firm (laughs) that was taking the rest of the party to the church was, as Molly said, about 40 minutes late. I was pretty pleased you were late because I had made friends in the church with the church cat which was quite mangy and had scabs all over it. And the girl, there was a lovely girl sat behind us in the pew and she thought, the cat jumped down after about 15 minutes and walked off and she went, oh, I thought that was your cat. And she thought I'd brought a cat to Bee's wedding. The thing is that you need to know here is that both me and Molly, we both agree that we don't like cats. Cats are not, like, it's all about dogs leave the cats it is all about dogs for us so basically for molly to say she likes a cat is quite a big deal and i would join her there and say that i met this cat the day after my wedding and i also thought you're a nice cat i could take you home (laughs) yeah i mean i did just release a cat print so can i just say i do like cats this is uh but (laughs) i do like cats but i prefer (laughs) dogs 
move on. So the wedding, the wedding, beautiful, beautiful day. It all went to plan, I think, other than the fat bee was... <laughs> <laughs> Molly's just not good at letting right. things go. She's not good at uh, No, no, it was beautiful. Bee looked beautiful. It was just a wonderful day. It was wonderful. Yeah, I, I've been mourning it ever since. I think yeah. after Molly's wedding, she was utterly relieved and didn't oh, want to think about so it relieved. or talk about it again. Yeah. Whereas I woke up the next day and I thought, I just can't, I can't get over the fact that it's over. And yeah. it's now December. My wedding was in August and I am still in mourning for it a bit. Yeah, it's really annoying because every time <laughs> anyone gets married, she messaged me like, why am I not getting married today? I want to get married again. And I'm just like, B, how are you not just 100% relieved? You don't have to go through that again. But, you know, we don't agree on anything, so... When we started this podcast in series one, we said we'd started it because we we, we had so much in common. (laughs) (laughs) And as we've got closer and closer as friends, we've kind of realised that we just don't have much in common Do you think that's because we're more honest now? So instead of just agreeing with each other, we'll just tell each other exactly what we think. Yeah, I definitely think that's what it is. That's that's true friendship there, really. It is. It is, definitely. Mm. And then, um, are you going to tell the listeners where you went on your honeymoon? Because you were discussing all the exotic places. Oh, yeah. So this was also a cliffhanger. So we discussed going to Croatia. Nice. Didn't go to Croatia. (laughs) Barbados. Lovely. Nice and warm. No, didn't go to Barbados. Iceland, I think, came up in conversation. But we did not go to Iceland. But we did go to Molly's top holiday destination, Scotland. Oh, you're such a copycat. <laughs> and we had a really lovely time. And also, we didn't really experience the real Scotland. because So I packed coats and jeans and jumpers and waterproofs. And then we had the hottest week of the year in Scotland. And it was boiling. And we had to go to a tiny village uh, to like a little weird outdoors shop <laughs> both buy the only <laughs> pair of shorts we can find <laughs> that's great though yeah and we spent all week paddle boarding in the local lock and it was delightful and you you need to say loch <gasps> loch <laughs> all the scottish listeners are going to be like no no it was called loch ranoch as well was it that's yeah. fun Mm, it was lovely loved it Mm. oh it was so nice it was so sunny the water was just crystal clear so you could paddle along looking at all the uh kind of rubbish that people have thrown in the lot well no there wasn't loads of rubbish not like rubbish as in like food wrappers like things at the bottom of the lock like Like tires like tires okay i went ship you went tires and car parts Hmm, sounds sinister nice then basically if you paddled yourself too far out mm. the water then wasn't see-through and um i love water but then i was water. like i liked being able i liked being able to see what was there so i didn't actually go that deep if i'm perfectly honest with you well good because you know how i feel about deep water mm. but we did have a lovely time and no we didn't go to france and no we didn't go to bali and Sri Lanka, which was our original 2020 plan but it was lovely. And also, I have Molly to thank because she sent me the website to, um, I think it's like uniquecottages.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we looked on uniquecottages.com and there was one cottage left in the whole of Scotland. <laughs> and we clicked on it and we were like, that looks, that looks nice. Yeah. And, and let's bear in mind that I booked my honeymoon 
precisely one day before I went on the honeymoon. It was so stressful. And the lady who owned, or she did, I actually, I think she was the like housekeeper. She said when we arrived that that cottage had been fully booked the whole year and mm. one family had cancelled for that week we'd booked it and she said that's serendipity because you were meant to be here on your honeymoon and that was so sweet that is very sweet <clears throat> well i'm glad you had a lovely time and summer feels like forever ago when i listened to when i re-listened to the last episode of series one we were moaning about how hot it was and how we'd had to close the windows to record oh, really? the podcast and now molly sat there wrapped up in a blanket <laughs> I am, and a, and a Christmas poncho. And a Christmas poncho, so yeah. It's not summer anymore. No, definitely not. Okay, so seeing as this is a Christmas special of the podcast, we're going we're gonna to keep it quite fun and light and not really talk about work or life as a self-employed artist. Is that correct? Uh, I've got a few questions for you about work, but we'll, we'll move on to that later. <laughs> Well, we we haven't chosen a topic this week like normal. We're just going to catch up with everyone. And then in the new year, at some point, um, we will have season two with new topics. Yes, correct. So I've just written a little fun Christmas quiz for Molly to answer. I say it's a Christmas quiz. It's just a few questions about Christmas. Okay. I've jazzed it up. Are you going to answer them as well? Well, I don't... mm, Could do. Okay. Okay. What is the best Christmas present that you've ever received? Oh, so B messaged me before we started and said, do you think I should send you these questions so you can have a think about it? And I went, nah, just say it as we do it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I wish I'd had these questions sent to me previously because the editing mm. or for the silence is just going to be irritating. And <laughs> um, yeah. the best Christmas present I have ever received... I've got an answer. Shall I give you my answer? Yeah, please. Okay, so when I was younger, I was absolutely obsessed with Sylvanian families. Did you like mm. Sylvanian families? Oh, my friends had them and I always wanted them and never, never had one. You poor deprived child. I know. Well, <laughs> I loved Sylvanian families. They were my life. And one year, I got this Sylvanian family canal boat and it was about this big. I did not know they did a canal boat one. Yeah, it was like a metre long, full-on Sylvanian family canal boat. Wait, you're holding up a metre with your hands, and what you're holding up, unless, (laughs) like, that is not a metre. You're holding up, that's like half a metre. Okay, half a metre, half a metre. Okay, because I did a metre, it's massive. (laughs) No, no, half a metre. Okay. But it was so cool. And you could take the roof off and you could, like, look at the little kitchen. It had, like, oh, I just loved it. And I treasured that canal boat, probably for longer than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope my parents still have it somewhere because I, I think Sylvanian families are really valuable now. Oh, not because you want to revisit it, but because you want to sell it on eBay. Well, I'd like to give it... If I ever had children, I'd like to give it to them because it was okay. honestly one of the top toys of my childhood. And, mm. um... Yeah, I just I just always remember that Christmas morning opening it and being like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Mm, that would be cool. I'm jealous even now. <laughs> I'll get you a Sylvanian canal boat this Christmas, don't worry. Thanks. Um, I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm going to think back to a childhood one because I am. It was probably the Christmas where... I think my parents had upcycled bedside table drawers, like a chest of drawers, a little one. 
Is it a yeah. chest of drawers, the little one that's like bedside table size? Bedside table. Yeah, and it had three drawers and they painted it white. And then in each drawer was like card making supplies, like different papers or patterns. That's so cool. And like, you know the like stamp things that cut out shapes? Yeah, I love those. And like ribbons and glue. Anyway, they got me basically just loads of card making things. And that's kind of what started me selling my work actually because like five years later I was making cards and selling them and then I just carried on that's a really nice gift um okay oh what is the worst Christmas you've ever had uh probably I don't know anyone who well I'm sure some people won't agree with me but last Christmas was pretty bad Yeah, true. Yeah, last Christmas was We were having bad. Christmas, then we weren't having Christmas. For people not in the UK who don't know, we were allowed to see our families over Christmas. And then was it like a week before we were told... It was six days before. Okay, then we were told we were only allowed to see our families for one day. And, um, I mean, I cried, so bad times. Um, what was your worst Christmas? <laughs> was it last year? And if it wasn't, I'm intrigued. Yeah, it probably was last year because on Christmas Day at about 9pm, me and Adam got in our car and we drove back to our house and we got back to our house and it was dark and cold Mm. and we sat in our house like, well, we're not allowed to go anywhere else now and it was a bit pants. Yeah. So let's hope this year's better. Yeah. Right, moving on. What's the weirdest Christmas present you've ever received? I don't know if I can say on the podcast. Oh, no! I can't say. Oh, no. Can you just tell me and then we'll cut it? Yeah, it was last year. It was... (laughs) Gave me a... (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. That's such a shame. That's so funny. So, I've just told Bea what my answer was and she's found (laughs) it very amusing, but... I just can't share it. See how, you know, like, celebrities that have podcasts, they share mm. everything. Do they not worry about what their friends and family might think when they listen back? Mm, I know. I could try and think of a second weird one. You say yours and I'll have a think. It's a really nice present, but it's also quite weird. But one year my parents brought me a banjo and I've never played a banjo <laughs> in my whole life. And it was so beautiful, but I was like... <laughs> Like never shown any interest in playing the banjo. But genuinely, it's really beautiful and a really lovely gift. And Where is it? It's just in the house, in the cupboard somewhere, which is really sad. But it's 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 such a beautiful instrument that I reckon when we move house, I want to like mm. mount it on the wall. Okay, a wall mounted banjo. Yeah, because I still don't know how to play it. But lovely, lovely. But as you walk past, you could stroke the strings, make a little noise. Yeah, you could, you could. But basically. I think mm. I might have just come across as really ungrateful there because it was a really beautiful <laughs> present. Something <laughs> you got amazing presents on your parents. And yes, I will include that in the podcast and no, no. I won't edit it out, B. Everyone knows you're extra. Your parents will listen to it because they're huge fans. And you can now tell them you're sorry for being so ungrateful and you will play your banjo every day for a year. Cut, cut this out, please. No. Cut it out. I'm thinking of another one. It's too funny. I haven't told you yet what I got Sam for Christmas. This year? Yeah. Okay, can you tell me now? Yeah, I'm going to have to tell him not to listen to the podcast. Yeah, do that. 
You know, in the last episode, we were talking about chores, and I mentioned all his hoovers that he... You have not got him a hoover for Christmas, have you? I thought I'd just add to a collection, because if you know someone likes something, it's best to go for what they like. I can't believe you've purchased a fifth hoover! It's, I don't know, I would put it in a hoover category, but it's not technically a hoover. Mm, What is it? It's an upholstery cleaner. (laughs) So, he... (laughs) He's got a rug. What? How old are you? <laughs> He's got a rug cleaner. But this one will clean the car seats, the uh, sofas, any armchairs. I'm absolutely speechless at this. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been really, really, like, every few days, I go, oh, Sam, I've got you. The best present ever. You're going to love it. And he is so excited. And it's in this massive box under the tree. And he can't wait. And wait, have you already wrapped it and put it under the tree? It's under the tree. He's been looking at it. It's massive. I've already put it under the tree. I just wanted to get him extra excited about it. And I can't work out. <laughs> I can't work out. I can't even how good this is. I just can't work out if he's going to be really happy because he really does like cleaning or if he's just going to be like, you got me another cleaning device. I just don't know. And also because I have, he said like, you're really bigging this up now. But it's because it was quite expensive and I just really want him to like it. How much was it? A hundred (laughs) pounds. So he can clean the car seat because basically he fell over. I don't know if we've been doing the podcast. He fell over in the mud and hurt himself, and I had to drive to get him. That's not funny. That's not what I'm laughing about. I had to drive to get him right, and he got in the car. He he thought he was going to faint. It was a bit shaky. There was some blood. It was bad. He got in the car, and his his muddy bum mark is still on the car. And I just think I want that gone. And I think by giving him this, it will go. Can you please, mm. when he opens this gift, can you please record him opening it? <laughs> yeah, see how his reaction is. He's gonna. I love would it. love to see his reaction. Yeah. Well, I think it was a generous gift. So. Yeah, I think that's a very lovely gift. Well done, wife life. Okay. Do you have any odd family Christmas traditions? Oh, I'd written this down to ask you. Hmm. Odd family. Yes, we play la di da. What is that? So, oh, I'm so excited just remembering about la da because we only <laughs> ever play it on Christmas Eve in the evening. And you each have a spoon. Just going to stop you a minute. Did you make this game up as a family? I don't think so. I mean, oh, I've okay. never heard of anyone else playing it, but I'm sure we didn't make it up. I mean, it came from my godmother's family, I think, but we always spend Christmas Eve with them. So, mm. it's joint. Okay. So we've eaten our we've eaten our main for Christmas Eve, and then we we're just left with spoons, right? Because we've got we're waiting for pudding, which is jelly with forest fruits in it. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we're each holding a spoon, and the spoon is on our left, so where your fork goes, and you pick up the spoon and you say la di da, and you put it to the right, <laughs> and then okay. you and then. Because someone sat next to you, they've put a spoon where your last one just was. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. They've, mm-hmm. And then you pick up the next one and you go, la-di-da. So you've moved <laughs> another spoon to the right. And then on the third go-round, you pick up the spoon that's appeared again from the person next to you. And you go, la-di-da-di-da-di-da. And you move the spoon oh, to the oh right, God. to the left, to the right again. <laughs> and that is our Christmas tradition. 
And we will play it on the weekend. Yes, please. That is mad. Yeah, what Christmas traditions are, like, no one else would enjoy them or understand them, but you've been doing it for generations, so you Mm. just continue, like you do with bread sauce. (laughs) I love bread sauce. No, it's a bad tradition. What about you? Well, I don't know if you can class it as weird, because all Polish people do it. Mm. But for anyone who doesn't know, I'm half Polish. My dad is Polish. And Polish people don't celebrate Christmas Day. They celebrate Christmas Eve. And it's called Vigilia. And it's my favourite part of Christmas. Like, I would take Vigilia over Christmas Day any day. And Vigilia is, like, a massive Polish feast. And we sit down and we have... There's, like, three fish courses and soup. And there's pierogi, which is the world's best food. It's like a dumpling filled with cream cheese mmm so good and then like Mm. a special almond cake and then so traditionally you're supposed to start eating your meal on Christmas Eve when you see the first star and you're supposed to put a little bit of hay at the table for Jesus you know just in case he turns up you know (laughs) just leave it there for him are they getting confused with like the last supper not sure really I'm I'm only half Polish okay so it's it's a half tradition okay and then my dad's very excited about this uh so Polish people they open all their gifts on Christmas Eve so I always used to get like a couple of presents to open on Christmas Eve Mm. which is very exciting because it spreads it out and there's obviously vodka I mean not until Mm -hmm. I was of age but then there was vodka uh my granddad did try and give me vodka when I was quite young (laughs) start them young yeah yeah. why not and it's just it's just really special so it's Mm. not weird because as I say, if you're Polish and you're listening to this, you will very well know what Vigilia is. But I think my version of Vigilia is a half Polish, half English Vigilia. Mm, because you've mixed me and my mum. Yeah, we, we, we've kind of put our own twist on it. And it's really nice. And before you start the meal, we have this little wafer. It's like a rice cracker, I guess. Mm. And and everyone gets a bit of rice cracker. And you go up to whoever you're at the meal with and they have to pick a bit off. And you just say... You just say whatever you want, really, but something nice like, oh, happy Christmas, or I love you, or peace be with you, or something sweet. And then you eat a bit of their cracker. Mm, it's like a COVID nightmare. <laughs> and last year, my mum broke off a bit of her cracker and put it in Margot's food bowl and said, just don't want you to miss out, Margot. Ah, <laughs> <Aww, sweet. laughs> it, really, it was really sweet. So, yeah, there you go. Little lovely little Vigilia. So we both chose Christmas Eve. Mm. It's because it's the best day of the year. Full of anticipation and no disappointment. Yeah, I love Christmas Eve. That's the end of my Christmas quiz. Do you have a Christmas quiz for me? Uh, well, I only had two questions in my Christmas quiz. Oh, that's a disappointing quiz. And you asked one. And I think I know the answer to the other one, because it is your favourite Christmas film. You like The Holiday. I, I love The Holiday, but I only discovered The Holiday at uni. Mm. Um, and actually... That's probably not my answer. My yeah. answer probably is, it's a wonderful life. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, what is that reaction? My mum made me watch it, like, quite a few years ago. Isn't it in black and white? Yeah. I'll tell you why I loved it. I love it because I grew up and we always watched it and it was, like, my parents' favourite and it's really sweet and there's this line in it that's like, you want the moon, Mary? I'll string a lasso around it and pull it down and give you the moon. And it's really nice. 
I think when things are tradition, they're like really special. And then when you're made to watch them at the age of about 18 and it's in black and white and it's it, you find it a bit creepy, it's not going to come in favour, is it? Yeah, no, it is. It is because it's like a it's like a memory. So mm. that's one, and then I'd probably rate two as Home Alone. Love that. Oh, film. I love Home Alone. And then and Holiday probably rates at three. Yeah. How about you? Well, I like Love Actually, and I know you don't like Love Actually. Love Actually is a one on the anxiety scale of Christmas <laughs> films. We should have done Christmas films. Mm. Yeah, I knew that's how that would go. So that is my only addition to that Christmas quiz. But then I have three questions for you. Are they non-Christmassy? They're non-Christmassy. But this is the Christmas special. Yeah, well, maybe I'm Christmased out. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so, three questions. First question, I'll answer them too, because... Oh, well. Um, okay, thanks for that. <laughs> first question is, the best thing that's happened to you this year, work-related? Oh, okay, I recently got accepted to sell on Jules on Jules's website mm. and as someone who loves Jules that was a big 2021 achievement for my little business and I still haven't told anyone about it because it I got the confirmation email when I was in hospital and then my mm. shop went live when Margot was in the vet hospital and yeah. it just hasn't there hasn't been a right moment but yeah that was quite exciting you've had a bad old couple of months weeks mm, i don't know yeah. it just feels like forever either you have been ill or margo has been ill or you and margo have been ill i know it's stressful but that was very exciting and i and it was a big achievement and i'm very proud of that well done it was really good what is yours uh best thing that happened to me this year in work possibly it's about getting into things. We <laughs> yeah. It's not that important in one of our episodes, but it was getting into the Society of Wood Engravers exhibition again because that was I was exciting. really surprised to get in again. I wasn't expecting it and um, I couldn't believe it and I just kept looking at the email and it made me very happy. Mm. Um, but I have applied to something else recently and I'm really, really looking forward to the rejection email. So, you know. <laughs> when, um, when will you find out about that? What, the one I've applied to? Yeah. Uh, before Christmas. Okay, so not too long to wait. But it is a show I've been trying to get into for the last five years, so don't hold your breath. <laughs> I believe in you, and they're idiots if they turn you down. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> like to say no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. Um, on the other hand, what is the worst thing that's happened to you work-wise this year? You've got to balance these things out. You have, yin and yang. Mm. It's not one thing... But sales this year compared mm. to last year are like half. Yeah. And that's really disheartening. But then me and Molly talk about this a lot. And last year was just like an anomaly. Mm. Everyone was spending money and buying things and supporting small businesses. And it was amazing. It really was. But it set our expectations for how much money we need to make to rocket levels and... Yeah, I think we. I think everyone knew that this year probably wouldn't be as good, but it's still yeah. disheartening. And even though I would say it's been a it's been a good year, a good sales year, I think you would say the same. It's still, if you look at it, if you look at the stats in comparison to mm. last year, 
it doesn't look good. Well, it's because every the first screen you see, I think on both Etsy and Shopify, when you go on them, is sales compared to last year. And I looked at um, Shopify today. I was on there doing my accounts, and it said you are down forty eight percent as you were last year and this month or whatever. And I and like it's every time you log on, it tells you you are doing worse, and it does get you down. We're so in sync in that way because I think I'm also down forty eight percent. So, I mean, that just shows you that it's not it's not our businesses Mm. it's just the fact that last year everyone did so well and this year everyone's just doing like how they probably should have done last year if there wasn't a pandemic yeah and we've got like more followers on instagram this year and things like that and yet sales are still down so it does show you that how many follows you have does not necessarily equate to actual sales Mm. my worst thing that happened this year work-wise was definitely when i went to the physio and he told me my hands were ruined and I spent so many days crying in bed. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that that was this year because that feels like so long ago. I was like crying to be so much, just like my life is over. That was a bad start to the year. But look how you've pulled yourself through that though. Like it hasn't, it, it hasn't really stopped you doing what you want to do. No, I've just changed my business. It took five months to get rid of the really bad pain in my hand. About May, June, it was getting better. Mm. And it's been kind of okay ever since. So, fingers crossed. That's good. Yeah, you just need to not not overdo it and not hand score hundreds of advent calendars. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no, I said that... Yeah, Is that not the worst? Was it my hands breaking? Was it the advent calendars? I mean, hands breaking is quite bad. But there's a real visual representation of how bad the advent calendars went, which is the fact that there's 12 boxes full, quite big boxes, of advent calendars (laughs) in my shed I couldn't sell. So bad. Mm -hmm. Basically, advent calendars went bad from the design stage. Lots of tears. They arrived. They were quite wrong. Tried to fix them. Ordered more. They were even worse. And I had, <laughs> I honestly had an absolute breakdown. They weren't even worse. They weren't they were. even worse. I reckon they were the same level. No, they were so much worse. Really? Yeah, without going into boring details mm. about paper. I went absolutely mad. Like, I honestly was not in my right mind. I had a voice note from Molly every single day being like, the <laughs> calendars, no, the yeah. advent calendars. And also, so I'd sent all the advent calendars out by like first week of November, I think, because I just took them off my shop because I couldn't cope anymore. And it was, was it last week or the week before, I was still sat there in tears thinking about them arriving, <laughs> like at with my customers. Yeah, you were just anxious for the 1st of December for everyone to open them. But I have to say, I opened mine on the 1st of December and it was a delight and my pet I sent my parents one and my parents love it so much that they actually said to me we're not going to open it because it will spoil it I have since spoken to them and said it is an advent calendar and you you should open it if they just want the card I've got 12 boxes in my shed I can I can give them a whole box they could wallpaper their house with them the outside of the house yeah well I'm, we're booking a tip run so we're going to take them all to the tip so I don't have to look at them anymore and next year will be better and if it isn't better well someone's playing a really cruel trick on me <laughs> third time's a charm though so, yeah and it will be your third yeah for people that weren't around last year it was bad then too don't make advent calendars <laughs> guys it's not worth it but I'm gonna do it again but only because why quit now anyway you're so you're so mad I know. so my last question for you is 
something that happened mm. this year you weren't expecting and this is work wise oh i wish i'd had these questions to pre-prepare as well Sorry. i wasn't expecting did i get i'm not on the high street this year yes was that this I year did. i think so and i wasn't expecting it because and we've touched on mm. this in a previous episode because i had applied two times previously and been rejected and then I applied again because I got a new website and had quite a lot of new work and I thought oh I thought this is my final go basically and if they say no then fine Mm. I won't try again because you know three times is a lot so yeah I wasn't expecting that because they never said why they said no the first two times so I wasn't really sure what I needed to change I just thought I'll try again because I got a new website and they said yes I wasn't really expecting this year to have a podcast. That's a bit rogue. Didn't see that coming. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah. When did we actually start? Um, so when, when we st- when we first started talking about making a podcast, it was definitely a joke. It was just, we were just like joking around and we never thought it would happen. I think it was in January when I was feeling really awful and couldn't make any work. And I was just crying. Mm. And I th- feel like... I was in the bath and I was voice noting you. And yes, we voice note each other in the bath. It's called a bath voice <laughs> note and uh, it's the best kind of voice <laughs> note. And um, I said something about a podcast and I think that's how it started because I felt like I couldn't do anything with my actual hands, but we could chat. I love this podcast and I can honestly say that I've missed mm. not recording it, um, you know, while we've had this little break, which I know we needed. And, you know, it was necessary to have a break, but... I'm so enjoying recording this again. Yeah, it's really nice. It is. I've kind of forgotten what it was like. And I remember when we were talking about starting season two, which we will do next year, I was a bit like, oh, so much work, slightly scared. Because <laughs> yeah, once you start something and say, right, season two, you've actually got to like release them and do them every week. Because we're going to try and do them weekly now. Yeah. Next season. We're going to work it out, guys. We will be back. Yeah, we might have a slightly new format. We might have shorter episodes, but as Molly says, weekly rather than fortnightly. Yeah. So we can get on the podcast charts again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just all about the numbers, all guys. About the basically. Numbers. <laughs> I'm so excited for our little Christmas weekend. Me too. It's going to be good. I can't wait for the bread sauce. I'm not going to make the bread No, 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 no. You've already already offended me over the fact that I've... I originally offered to cook Molly a vigilia and she just got really scared and was like, I just don't know if I can eat that. And I was so saddened by this because I just wanted to share it with my... No, no. Oh, no, what happened was, I'm not a fan of beetroot, right? I find beetroot real scary. And I've learned to eat it recently, but only in pickled form. And B started describing beetroot soup. And that scared me because I pictured, like, lumpy, thick beetroot soup. And I it scared me so much. And I said to her, I will eat that. But I need a small bowl for, like, I just needed to pre-prepare her. It scared me. Turns out it's like a really, it's like a consomme, isn't it? Very like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like w- really watery. Yeah, but by then I'd offended her so much, she's refusing to cook me a vigilia. <laughs> so um, she's cooking me... No, no, we've decided mm. to alternate the years, haven't yeah. we? So like this year, 
is English Christmas. But the next year, when I've got over the insult of the PGC, we'll do Vigilia next year. I can't wait for Vigilia. And I honestly will love whatever you make. I mean, I eat stuffing, even though it's number two. I have gravy, even though it's number two. I've never had onion sauce. There's no stuffing or gravy in Vigilia, so... It's all good. But no, I will love whatever whatever you cook. And B is insisting we all sit around the Christmas tree and open presents like it's Christmas Day. It's going to be very magical. I'm not insisting that we do this. I just think it'd be... I feel like your words were, we have to open the presents around the tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, do you disagree? No. Wouldn't dare. So I think... That is it for our Christmas special. Um, thanks for tuning back in and bearing with us. We have had lots of lovely messages. I think I've had them weekly saying, when's the podcast back? Where's the podcast? Mm. Yeah. We had a really lovely email um, saying, do you think you could do a Christmas special? So here it is, the Alvin Christmas special. We hope you enjoy it. We're sorry that we didn't manage to come back for series two this year, but... It will be back next year, bigger and better, and yeah, we're we're both really looking forward to it. Mm. Maybe not even bigger or better, but smaller and more frequent. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not something they'd come back for? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Can't end on this low. Um, we hope you all have a wonderful Christmas or enter your December, however you celebrate. Thank you for sticking with us through 2021 and for being our lovely, loyal listeners. We appreciate every single one of you. We do, especially if you listen to the same episode multiple times because that makes us very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Please message us if you have listened to every single episode in the series more than five times. I think those stats should Mm. pop up an alert on our email and just tell us we've got a stalker. (laughs) So if... If that is you, please don't message us and um, please, please, please don't find us. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's cue the jingle bells now. Bye.